Welcome to a special bonus episode of Uncanny Treks, where we take a break from Babylon 5 versus Star Trek DS9 to talk about what's out in the pop culture at the moment. Today we're talking not Thor 1, not Thor 2, not Thor 3. We're talking Thor 4, baby. Thor 4. I'm Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. How you feeling tonight, Matt? Very surprised there's a Thor 4. For some reason in my brain, I kept thinking this was Thor 5. But then, no. No, no, Matt. It's just setting up Thor 5. It's not just, Thor 5 yet. I, I guess I'm counting all the appearances and like the Infinity War and all that stuff. So maybe I'm, All that adds up to an extra Thor movie. Yes, just shove it all together. <laughs> yeah, man. It's wild. I remember when the MCU first started, I went to see Iron Man and thought it sucked. Well, I thought like Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow were good, but I thought the movie sucked. Yeah. And I intentionally skipped Hulk and Thor because I was just like, yeah, you know, I, you know, we're of a generation that was raised on Ang Lee's Hulk. And uh, although actually I hear that's good, but we, we, we were raised on a lot of crappy uh, 90s superhero movies. So I just assumed that there was no way that uh, Thor 1 or uh, Hulk 1 would be good. And I never, I guess, surprisingly, there were never any more Hulks, but I never imagined there would be uh, three more Thor movies in the next, like, 15 years. Yeah, it's insane there there are this many Thor movies and that he's made this many appearances. I think this is, like, 10th appearance as the character overall, I Uh, believe. Four Avengers movies and four Thor movies, so that would be eight, right? Yeah, plus anything else he's, like, slipped into. that. I don't think he's been in much else, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. All right, so let's dig into this film, Bob. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead from the start that I'm not just going to shit all over this movie throughout the whole podcast, but I'll just be honest, I didn't care for it that much. Did uh, I give you too high expectations, Matt? No, the previous film gave me too high expectations, Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, I'm not going to, like, defend the movie as, like, great art or anything, but, like, I had a good time. My friend and I, we saw it in theater a couple months ago, you know, we, we, we laughed a lot. It was fun. Would never have watched it again were it not for the podcast. But nonetheless, I, I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, and I only watched it on Disney+, Plus, so maybe that uh, has some influence on my enjoyment of the film. I'm telling you, Matt, the cinema is a holy place. It's a holy place. <laughs> Your living room, a debased place. You, you heard you, it You don't first. know. My living room might be just as nice as a theater, Bob. I really doubt that, Matt. really doubt that. I mean... Uh, you know, in one of your living rooms, uh, you know, I was uh, assaulted uh, nearly in my ear. That's uh, that's that's never happened uh, in a theater to me, Matt. Yes, Bob, my my dog almost humped your head. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, it was a really near thing. I I, I only uh, preserved the purity of my eardrum at, uh, at, at with great speed. R.I.P. Django, Matt. I, I didn't hold it against him. I know my ear ear was just so tempting that he had to go for it. That's the future of cinema, Bob, right there. Huh. Like the movie or just that that's going to become a standard part of the cinema going experience? That's a standard part of the experience. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can affirm that, but uh, Gen Z's into <laughs> some kinky stuff and I'm not here to kink shame. Uh, speaking of kink, Matt, how did you feel about bald sunburnt Christian Bale as Gore, our villain? I felt he was out of place and he's the biggest part of this film to me that shifts it tonally from... Mm. What I remember in Ragnarok to what uh what was here, he he he's kind of inconsistent with how he acts. I guess he's supposed to be kind of crazy that way, but um, I mean there were some really cool visuals with his character because they did a really good job with like the way he looks. 
I'll give him that. <laughs> he's supposed to be like super, super creepy and menacing in some scenes, and he's supposed to be a little more like funny and playful in others. And then, but he's also supposed to have this like pathos backstory. Yeah, you're supposed know. to feel some sympathy towards him, but you just don't because he's scary as hell. Yeah, I I read the first arc that Gore is in, like when they did Marvel Now back in 2012, and Jason Aaron took over Thor. Like Gore was the villain, and I think the first two volumes, like the first maybe ten issues of that series, and I remember it being pretty good. But I, I gotta say, I don't remember much about Gore as a character. I think I feel like he's more of a gimmick, aka a serial killer for gods, than he is like a character, you know. And that was the more interesting part about his character, but that was all done, like, off-screen. You only saw him kill one dude. Yeah, yeah, that's something you noted down earlier, that it's like, you know, for a movie where, you know, you have a serial killer of gods, there's surprisingly little serial killing of gods. And that was perhaps, uh, I mean, it probably would have been a darker, more violent movie, but maybe that would have been good to really lean into that side of gore rather than, you know, making him a child napper. Yeah, he, he, he gave me Penguin vibes from Batman Returns. <laughs> Indeed, Matt. The greatest Christmas movie ever made. But the god he does kill Bob, his name is Rapu. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Not from the comics as far as I can tell, but I might be wrong. I do like his golden blood. And he's, he's got a wild headdress. That's about all he's got going for him. And so there's a guitar riff over the Marvel Studios logo. Is that a new guitar riff? Because it really sucks. No, I think it's just for this film. They do that with some of the stuff that okay, know, like a, a special a specialty sound lick over yes. the Marvel Studios logo. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't think that's with every single one. Kind of like with Captain America, they do like some kind of like Star Spangled type thing with, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, one thing I did like about the movie is uh, Org calls Thor a space Viking, which is to me the essence of what Thor should be. Um, I think I never liked Thor very much as a kid because uh, I didn't get it. But when I uh, when I grew up and I read I read uh, you know more Thor as an adult, and I realized that oh yeah, good Thor stories should not take place on Earth. Thor should like never be on Earth. He's a space Viking. That that really made things click a little more for me. Yeah, for some reason, the beginning of this film, Bob, I had blocked out that Thor was traveling with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know why that had left Oh, me. I, I, I hadn't, because uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and Thor 3 are my favorite Marvel movies. So I I'd kind of just assumed that they were going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 as, like, you know, have Thor just be a member instead of having him keep doing solo stuff. That was what I thought, too. That's why I think that was part of my confusion. Because I felt like I maybe hadn't missed a film. <laughs> where he yeah. like does more with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it did kind of feel that way. And I don't know, it's like on the one hand, they're in the movie a lot, and I do like some of the humor, especially like, you know, some of the stuff, although it was mostly spoiled in the trailer, but like some of the stuff between Star-Lord and Thor is pretty funny. But I don't know, most of the other Guardians don't say anything, or at least it feels like they don't say anything. And yeah, it it does just kind of feel like a extended cameo to not much purpose yeah the whole scene with the guardians of the galaxy on the spaceship not the fight but the spaceship mm-hmm. the humor just didn't hit the way it should I, I just couldn't get it it felt a little stale bob well i i don't know i i got faith that guardians of the galaxy 3 will still be good i'm looking forward to it but who knows who knows fight scene was good. badass bob it was a good fight scene did, did you think it was a little like uh overstuffed i mean you kind of had like 
a weird hybrid of decades. So you got like the purple crystals of the, the palace or whatever and the owl aliens, and that all feels very labyrinth. But then you've got, you know, the Stormbreaker and the leather jacket, the Axe Stormbreaker and the leather jacket are giving a very different 80s vibe. And then you got 90s Guns N' Roses playing over, th over the thing. You've got like the pod racing looking things from like the Star Wars prequels and the early aughts. And then the aliens, even though they look like they're from Labyrinth, they kind of have a Mad Max Fury Road biker aesthetic from the early 2010s. I don't know. It just felt like a little clash of styles to me. I don't know. Yeah, he shoved a whole lot of stuff into this. And this is uh, Watiti. What's his last name? Uh, Taiko Watiti. Taiko Watiti. Uh, he, just, he shoved everything he possibly could into this scene to make it pretty badass. I did not care for that one scene like where Thor, like he's holding two things apart with his legs. That was shown in the trailer. <laughs> it was kind of dumb. Like I, that joke just gets old. Like, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's a very kind of Looney Tunes joke. I, I don't think it bothered me as much as it did you, but yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. So uh, we we switch over from you know uh, Thor having adventures with the Guardians in space. The Guardians not saying much. We switch over to Natalie Portman uh, getting uh, cancer treatment on Earth. She's uh, you know explaining her book to a guy. He's also getting chemo right beside her. And uh, uh, she makes a positive reference to Interstellar, Matt, and that uh, that kind of made me angry because that movie sucks, and I refuse to believe. I don't. I don't understand physics. I don't understand science. Whatever, it's none of my business. But like, I just refuse to believe that the movie Interstellar is scientifically accurate. I think uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was paid off to say that it was, and yeah, I just think this is a good example of why people don't believe science anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I know this may be one of those I don't fucking know questions, Bob, but when was the last time we saw Jane Foster? Was it the second Thor movie? I think it would have to be Thor 2. Like, cause she, I rewatched um, Thor 2 before I saw Thor 4 the first time, and I rewatched Thor 3. And I guess, I guess by rewatched, I mean uh, I had it on with the sound off and the subtitles on as I talked to members of my family. Uh -oh. But. Um, it's one way I, to watch uh, it. Yeah, it's the best way. That's the best way to watch any Marvel movie if you have to rewatch them. So I re I rewatched Thor two uh, a couple months ago before the before seeing Thor four in the theater. I watched Thor three like a week or so ago. Um, she's not in Thor three. She is in Thor two. Maybe she makes a cameo in between Thor two and Thor four. Although I kind of doubt it because I know Natalie Portman. I I believe reports are that she you know, was not very happy with her role in these movies, at least before this one. I don't know if this one this one might have pleased her better. Right. I I, I know there's like one of the Marvel movies where there was like a picture of her or something like that. It wasn't anything. Oh great. yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Maybe like in the Avengers, one of the Avengers three or four, one of the yeah. Infinity ones. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I just when I saw her, I was like, I can't remember the last time she was in a film because I really, I really despise the second Thor movie. I think it's terrible, so I kind of blocked it out of my memory. I, I mean, I don't think it's good necessarily, but I guess we'll talk about this a little more later. But yeah, we'll talk do you about think later. it's better than the first one, man? I, I'm not a fan of the first Thor movie. No, I don't know. I always give the first one a little bit of like slack because they have to set everything up. I think it's just because you're nostalgic for He-Man, and the first one feels a lot like the 80s <laughs> He-Man movie. I didn't watch damn He-Man. I don't know. I'm not even like... I didn't watch any He-Man. He is kind of like He-Man, though. I'll give you that. No, but, but I mean, like there there was a whole thing when Thor 1 came out where people were comparing the trailer to like the 80s He-Man and Masters oh. of the Universe trailer. It was pretty funny. It was pretty spot on. 
so we see uh, Tessa Thompson again as Valkyrie. I think we we saw her in Thor three, and then I think we saw her a little bit in Avengers four. You know, she's fun. She she's in the movie a lot, but she's not doing a whole lot in the movie. But I don't know. She's the king of uh, Asgard. Yeah, she's the king of Asgard. She's got power lesbian suits. I like her power lesbian suits. You know, they're they're powerful. Uh, so you know, she's there. Good to see her. Speaking of things that just randomly show up too, Bob, like these, the theater troupe scene, which we've seen mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. this is like a repeat of stuff that's happened already. And I feel like it was a funny gag the first time. Thor 3, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny the first time. Now it's just getting kind of, eh. I, I, never, I never liked it. <laughs> it's getting Net- still. Well, I mean, the cameos were cool, because you're like, okay, yeah. that's, that's like one dude that doesn't actually have a character in Marvel movies, but stage play Thor. I appreciate what they're trying to do, and they're trying to make it feel a little like Shakespearean, right? With like the kind of little bit of comedy and a little bit like the the fools underneath the royals, but eh, just eh, just don't dig it. I do dig uh, Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder, though. I uh, I love them very much. That noise, Bob. Really, like that. That noise is terrible. Oh, it's even better in the theater when you got the theater speaker going, Matt. <laughs> that's the that's the true way to experience Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Yeah, they're awful. The noise. Ugh. You have to enjoy your discomfort, Matt. That's how you overcome it. You you begin to enjoy it. Yeah, they did an honest trailers of this movie, and in between, like the dude talking, he would use that noise, so he kept hearing <laughs> it every five seconds. He was doing it on purpose. Yeah, jackass. No, that's good. That's good. One complaint I have about like the Thor quartet of movies is that they sort of, like, criminally underuse some of the supporting characters in Asgard. Like, specifically, like, the Warriors 3 and Sif are really cool. And, you know, they wax and wane in importance in the comics, but they're often important, and I think they help make the Thor book a lot better. They help make it kind of feel almost more like an ensemble piece than just, you know, a focus on a one uh, beautiful He-Man-looking guy. And so, I don't know, I was a little annoyed that, like, they killed off the Warriors 3 to no good purpose last movie and then in this movie like yeah we get a great gag with sif and thor telling her maybe your arm is in valhalla but i'm just i don't know because to me asgard felt very empty in this movie like the only character in asgard whose name we know is valkyrie the king no we don't know anybody else and so it just it like heimdall's dead the warriors three are dead i don't know just the whole thing felt very kind of empty to me it's like a, a tourist town almost now too, correct? Isn't that what they were setting up? Like it was like yeah, Asgard. yeah, because they had to leave like you know original Asgard in the third one, and so now maybe that's what they were going for, Bob. They were going for that it was empty. It's it's a it's a metaphor. But I yeah, I just I don't think it works. I don't think it works. <laughs> but we we can transition over to your favorite thing, Matt. Yeah, best thing in the film, Bob. Is when Majorn, I can't say Miel, the damn word. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. When Mjolnir, Mjolnir like shatters, like once Natalie Portman has it and she like throws it and it shatters and takes that dude out and comes back to her. It's just yeah, the best yeah. scene ever. That, that, that yeah. could have been like the trailer for the film. Yeah, I mean, it clearly it's like they're, they're afraid of Mjolnir being kind of boring after, you know, what, uh, seven other movies. And so the bro- the broken Mjolnir is a, is a good way to make it visually interesting again with her being able to break it and reassemble it. You know, it's it's good. It's good. That's that's an example of how they can do it in a cool way, Bob. A non-cool way is to have Thor talk to his fucking axe the whole movie. 
I mean, there was, I think, a fair amount of that in the earlier ones, too. Granted, it, they go really over the top with, like, you know, the his relationship with his weapons mirroring, mirroring his relationships with Natalie Portman. They they really lean into that in this movie, but that was present before. Yeah, it's rough. I, I, I didn't care for that. You, you don't like to personify your battle weapons, Matt? No, Bob. I don't give a shit about I don't want to personify my battle weapons. <laughs> Man, no. that's, that's rough, dog. Maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why they don't come when you call. You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, is that part of the whole thing with the weapons? You have to keep a relationship with them, or they'll stop working for you. Uh, no, as far as I know, that's a thing that was invented for the movies. As far as I oh. know, I mean, I'm not. I, I haven't. My my knowledge of Thor comics is not that extensive. So if Mjolnir so. is like pissed at you, he may not like do what he's supposed to. And I guess yeah, I should I, I shouldn't be gender gender typing the, the the hammer, but I'm assuming it's a dude. I don't know. I feel like they treat both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker as masculine. I might be wrong about that, yeah. but I feel like they treat them as. I think the thing with personifying the weapons is not a comics thing, although I could be wrong. I think it's like a thing that movies have tended to do since the early '90s, probably under the influence of Disney cartoons. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with all the like talking brooms and stuff, and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, or like the magic, like you know how like the magic carpet had a real personality in Aladdin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of like what they what they did, right? Because like in the com on a comics page, it's not it's not as important, but you know you kind of want an animated thing. Like you see the same thing with Doctor Strange's cape in the Doctor Strange movies. That's what I was about to say. I, I want to see like a Pixar cartoon with Milnor and Doctor Strange's cape. Make it happen. They have the pet Avengers. Now they need the artifact Avengers. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on the scene where uh, Christian Bale was terrorizing the Asgardian children? Yeah, uh, like I said before, I'm getting some Batman Returns vibes with him, like, kidnapping kids. Yeah, it kind of made me wish we had Christian Bale, like, playing a Batman villain instead of a Batman all those years ago. Because, like, I, I don't love those uh, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale Batman movies. And one of the things I don't love about them is, like, Christian Bale's a great Bruce Wayne, but I think he's a terrible Batman. I hate his Batman voice deeply. And seeing him play, like, a Joker, Penguin, Riddler type, I think would have been a lot more fun than him playing Batman. Or even Scarecrow. That would have been good. Yeah, although Cillian Murphy was okay as Scarecrow. Well, Cillian Murphy actually originally tried out for the part of Batman. <laughs> Did you know that? I, no. Actually, if they'd reversed that, that might have been really cool. Yeah, there's like test. There's test footage of Cillian Murphy as Batman in uh, Batman Begins. Although knowing Christopher Nolan, he probably would have uh, made Cillian Murphy speak with that same uh, highly regarded uh, growl that just sounds ridiculous. Pretty interesting if you research it. There's actually several actors who tried out for different parts in those films, and I don't. I want to say that Bell may have tried out for Scarecrow at first as well. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's it's, interesting. it's worth. I might have to look that up, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so you've listened to a little of the podcast Come Town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of episodes. You remember? You remember uh, Stavi Baby from Come Town, the fat Greek? Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my dream casting would have been him for Zeus instead of Russell Crowe. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a little problematic when you have a, a non-Greek actor playing a Greek role. I just want to say that. Um, but yeah, the, Russell Crowe was fine as Zeus. It's probably the best thing he's been in since Nice Guys, which was like ten years ago. But yeah, yeah, uh, you know. yeah. I've never been a huge Russell Crowe fan, but there's the thing: there was not enough of him in this film to really like make it even even more than like a cameo. It seems like he, yeah, there wasn't much yeah. of him. 
it was really just two scenes and one of them was pretty long but still yeah just kind of a glorified cameo yeah so i i feel like there could have been more to him especially playing such a, a heavy character with zeus and then later on we're gonna have uh you know setting up spoilers for the uh the, the next film with hercules yeah yeah although i do wonder it, it seems like thor if they do a thor 5 it'll probably be thor versus hercules but I, you know, I could see them changing course and like trying to do Hercules and something else too, because he's like, he's often tied to Thor, but he doesn't have to be. That said, I, I don't know your feelings about this, but like, I really like the Asgard mythology in Marvel. Like, I, you know, I said I haven't read all of it or anything, but I like, I, I, I like it. I enjoy it. But I, I hate Hercules. Like, I hate him as a character in Marvel. Just I can't stand him. He annoys the hell out of me. I hate Zeus. Anytime, anytime the Greek gods show up in a Thor comic, I stop reading it. So I was like, really, I was really sad that that this is where Thor five, the direction Thor five is going in, is potentially like Thor versus Hercules. I'm not gonna watch that, even if Taika Waititi directs it. So you know, Hercules is also you know a Disney animated character. That's true. That's so they could do the crossover. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm a little hesitant. I'm hoping they don't go for that, but, you know, it's Disney. I wonder if they are considering that, since they're doing all the live-action remakes, like, right. if they will try to somehow blend that. Because, I mean, honestly, I don't want to see that either, but it might be better than just doing a straight-up Marvel Hercules, because Marvel Hercules is boring. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I seriously boring. doubt they would do that. <laughs> Yeah, they might, I was I was honestly might. surprised to see the character, but now I know they're like digging bottom of the barrel at this point, looking for like what they want to do because they, you know, they've already, or what? How many years into this now? Well, I mean, but then they still have like, on the one hand, they've 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 really dug a lot, a lot, a lot out of the Avengers side of the universe, right? Right. But I mean, Fantastic Four and X Men are still like untapped fields of gold, man. Right, but I mean, I don't feel I don't see them tapping into it. They're tapping into like random shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, it definitely seems like they have a plan, especially for X Men, but they just want to build suspense around it. That's what we think, but they may not have. They may not have a clue. I mean, on some level, that's, I, that's being hopeful. Yes. I don't know. On some level, it's like I don't want them to really do X Men stuff. So that would I don't know. I I love X Men in the comics. I don't need this. I don't need to have it, have it on the screen necessarily. And I'm also I'm also kind of worried about like that the comics will get boring once they have to trail the movies. You just wait till Phase Six when there's like 14 X Men shows coming out, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> you're gonna be pissed. You're the one who was just saying that there won't be any, or that there might not be any. Not not me. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that won't happen. I'm just saying if your initial doubts that they have a plan are right, then I could be like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm saying you're saying they have a, a plan where they're trying to build. Sus and I was, I was implying they have a plan to try to build suspense was really what I think it is, is they're still trying to come up with a plan period. They don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's also with the way they're doing all the multiverse stuff, I guess for this phase and the next phase. And I, yeah. I guess that's kind of what the next two Avengers movies are going to be is kind of tying that off. I do wonder if they'll just do X-Men on a different world because in some ways, like the X-Men never have made that much sense in the Marvel universe, right? Like what, like why the X-Men are hated, but the Avengers are loved and the FF is loved. It's never made much sense. 
I kind of hope they do go that route. It would make a lot more sense. And then you could still do some of the team-ups, you know, by crossing through the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Although doing stuff with, like, Miss Marvel being the first mutant or whatever, that maybe cuts against it, but... Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Were you kind of surprised in general by this movie? Because I, I thought it was either going to be like a stealth Lady Thor movie, you know, like it would, like they were advertising Chris Hemsworth, but it would really be Natalie Portman's movie, or that it was going to directly lead into a Natalie Portman as Thor movie, you know, like, but it's, it really seems like to the, if there's going to be a sequel, it's going to be Thor 5, not Lady Thor 1, you know? Yeah, I mean, this set up a Thor 5 film, not Lady Thor, and I mean, I thought, I thought the big three guys were leaving. Yeah, yeah. Iron Man, Captain America, so, Thor. I thought we were getting replacements, or that was the whole reason they were doing the multiverse thing, was so they could pull, you know, Iron Heart. Yeah. And... I, I, I didn't watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, but didn't that set up Falcon becoming Cap? Yeah. And they haven't, they haven't brought Iron Heart in yet, but they're talking about doing an Iron Heart Disney show, is that right? Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I just, that's kind of why I assume they, because, you know, there was that time about five years ago where, yeah, it was Jane as Thor, um, Falcon as Cap, and Ironheart as Iron Man. And, yeah, I kind of expected, yeah, that they were going to do the same thing the comics did like five years ago. Did it last in the comics? Well, it didn't last in the comics, but, and maybe that, maybe, and there was some, there was a lot of negative reaction to it i think some of it was you know kind of racist sexist stuff and some of it was just a little more understandable of like well we know that this won't last forever and why are you replacing your three biggest characters but i don't i feel like there's a way in which the movies can change the status quo more than the comics can because you know the comics are just drawn art so you can always go back to whatever but I think audiences like understand that like Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be Iron Man forever. And so it's much more acceptable to recast or replace, I think, for film. And actually, in some ways, it might be easier to replace with like an Ironheart or a Lady Thor than it is to recast. So right. I don't I don't know if the fit I don't know if I I think it's considered a failure, although maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to I don't want to like be too hard on the. the I don't think they're still around. I think I think it's kind of back to. Oh, yeah, they're definitely not still around. But, I mean, I don't think it was ever intended to actually be forever, you know? No. Like, Ironheart is still around, and Jane is now Valkyrie, and she's still around. And I think both, I think now both Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers are Captain America, and they each have, like, a, a Sam Wilson as Cap and a Steve Rogers as Cap title. Oh, okay, so they kind of cover everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like... I mean, I mean, I don't. I really did think they were setting up a Lady Thor film, like based on the advertising for this. Yeah, film. yeah, me too, me too. But then once I watched it, I'm like, okay, that's not what they. This was more of a send off almost for. Natalie yeah, Thor. yeah. I mean, certainly they could bring her back. Like, yeah, that 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 like final post credit scene leaves it open, but it also just feels like that. Yeah, like you say, it's a good, it's a nice send off for. Uh, character who was, you know, Jane Foster was really, really done wrong um, by Thor 1 and Thor 2, right? Right. And I, I want to be clear, too, like, I, I know some people think, like, Lady Thor is, like, a 
dismissive or an insulting title. I, I'm try, just trying to use it purely as descriptive. I, I haven't read the Lady Thor comics yet, but I, I, I'm trying to read some other earlier Thor first, but I, I, you know, I'm excited to read them. I fully expect they're going to be good. Jason Aaron's a great writer, you know. I, I, I've got no problem with re replacing, you know, Odin's son with Jane. It's not a, not a problem to me. Yeah, when you say Lady Thor, Thor you mean it like, uh, you know, like, the Lady Thor. Not, not, not like that broad Thor, you know, it's like... <laughs> that the, broad Thor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking of like, uh, you know, the, there's the one female Blackhawk in DC that they call Lady Blackhawk. I'm thinking in like the, the, those terms, right? Not yes, as like yes. an insult, just as a... Don't cancel Bob. Don't cancel yeah, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Bob's favorite uh, Bob's favorite superheroes are the Legion of Superheroes. They often have uh, gendered <laughs> titles, right? Like Cosmic Boy and uh, Light Lass, Invisible Kid. You know. All right. I guess to skip ahead a little bit. Um, a I was uh, totally surprised to see the Space Dolphins. I missed that when I was watching the movie in the theater, which maybe means I'm dumb. I don't know. And, uh, uh, Bob, I didn't see the Space Dolphins either. So, and I didn't go back and watch it. So I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, when they're when they're riding on the in the Viking ship with Stormbreaker pulling them, Jane and Thor are talking. They're like looking out and seeing uh, space. Oh, dolphins. okay, okay, yeah, I missed that. Thankfully, it's not seeding a Lobo reference. Um, <laughs> thankfully, and then I, I will say this probably doesn't mean much to you. Well, hold on, even better, I, Bob. If you, if you look closely, Bob, you can see R two D two floating in the air. Uh, like really, or are you just saying? No, Bob, say just joking. I'm just saying that was one thing oh, that was okay. back in the day. Uh, okay. Oh, was that was that something people specu speculated? No, there's there was some movie where R2D2 was floating in the background. You had uh, to look really closely to see it. Was that like when the the smoke it, flew up in Lion King and spelled out the word sex? Yeah, kind of like that, but not as I guess <laughs> I, I guess more uh, our generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that, old, that old school generation, man, they would do some crazy shit. They'd have like they the, would. the the preacher on Little Mermaid would like get a boner during the ceremony. Oh, I didn't know that. That's news to me. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go back and watch that. It's pretty funny. I'm not gonna do that. Um. No, Bob, you want to watch the new Little Mermaid, don't you? I no, I no, I it's I, I don't care. They can do whatever. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. I it's I'm I'm glad that racists are angry. That's always that always makes for some. Well, Bob, you're not gonna watch the new Little Mermaid. No, because I'm not. A, because you're a racist. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because I'm I'm not like into children's media that's not superheroes. So what you're saying is, as a as a, as a grown man, Bob, it's okay for you not to like Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. fine. I, it, in fact, I think being deeply invested about the casting choice of Little Mermaid is pretty suspicious from a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you probably shouldn't do that, and you, you, you also probably shouldn't be racist about it too. But also, yeah, that's you, true. Probably shouldn't, you're, you're really you probably really shouldn't. just shouldn't care. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, man. That, that's that's the big thing on on uh, Facebook right now, Bob. I don't, you're you're not as you're not as prominent on Facebook as your Twitter, but I'm I'm assuming Twitter may be full of it too. I, I've posted a couple memes dunking on grown men for being that, that concerned about the Little Mermaid. All right, back up, back on subject here, Bob. Okay, so the, the thing I was delighted to see was Gore is trying to get to Eternity, right? He's right. a Marvel cosmic character, first appeared in Steve Ditko's Doctor Strange run. It's a beautiful, beautiful design. It's like a it's like a large, like human shaped figure in an elaborate costume, but 
instead of being like a detailed accurate figure he's just an outline and you see like the universe within his outline right and yeah it's i i love that design and i thought they did it pretty well on screen so i i was i thought that was cool it was really cool looking and uh it's exactly as you described it it's supposed to look kind of like it's human almost like a statue but then you yeah. got like the universe flowing throughout him yeah or the yeah. galaxy or Very whatever cool. you know it's space cosmic shit <laughs> yeah cosmic shit was was maybe a little sad that they that they used the Trinity in a Thor movie rather than a Doctor Strange movie, but you know whatever. I'm not gonna not gonna. They're running out of characters, much. Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's We're true. scraping that's the true. bottom of the barrel. Well, I wouldn't call Eternity the bottom of the barrel. You might. I I I wouldn't. So Me and ninety nine percent of the people watching the film probably agree, but it's okay. I, you Philistines should reread Ditko's Doctor Strange run. It's genius. <laughs> So, speaking of the bottom of the barrel, Thor charging up some child soldiers is pretty shady, right? Yeah, that was shady as hell and scary and creepy, and I hate that. And I, I, I've told you this before, too. I think on we watched something before where I've talked about I cannot stand it when they turn little children into soldiers to fight your battles. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. It's yeah. not like a, I mean, it's not that I don't want, like, it's not an anti-child abuse thing or something like that. It's just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least they're little god children, but yeah, still. Yeah, and you make their yeah, their eyes all gold and shit, and then you've got Heindel's kid leading the way. Like, ugh. <laughs> so wild, lame. wild. All right, any any other uh, general uh, observations about the movie before we go to a, a few uh, a few specific uh, favorite questions? No, Bob. I mean, overall, just uh, it's just not my. I don't know. I think I think they've I think they've exhausted their Thor stuff. He needs to be more like Hulk and just show up and th- and shit, not have his own films. Yeah, or or I don't know. Maybe they could get away with doing a Lady Thor, but I guess it is a. They have exhausted a lot of the Thor mythos at this point. I mean, I know there's probably other cool stuff they can draw on, but they have done a lot of the mythos already. So y- you do kind of wonder like what would be left over for Jane to do. And these films, like, Iron Man got the Iron Man 4, and then that was it. Like, oh, we didn't that. get Iron Man 4, the Iron Man 3. Oh, we, there wasn't an Iron Man 4? No, this is the first, uh, this is the first time that any of the, Mar- any of the MCU characters have gotten a fourth movie. Oh, damn. And That's right. I yeah, think... you're right, because the, that was Killian, uh, Killian was the third film, right? Yeah, yeah, Iron Man 3 with, like, and the Whiplash was the two, Iron Monger was one. Whiplash was two, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, and I think maybe the only reason you got Thor 4 was like a combination that Thor 1 and 2 were so bad. So they didn't figure it out till 3. And then also Taika Waititi is a pretty hot director. Like he really revived the franchise with 3. And so I think they wanted to give him another shot, you know? Okay. So what was your favorite Guns N' Roses needle drop, Matt? It's always going to be Welcome to the Jungle, Bob. All right. It's it's a respectable choice. I really like Sweet Child on mine, but it's a you know I can't argue with Welcome to the Jungle. It's a good song. So, what was your favorite visual of the movie, Matt? The the hammer shattering and reforming was the coolest thing they did with that. That was my favorite for, visual. For me, we didn't talk about it before, but the black and white fight scene that you have between Gore, Valkyrie, Lady Thor, and Thor, I thought that was pretty dope. Especially like the way like Stormbreaker is illuminated in the black and white scene. I thought that was pretty. Pretty pretty. Yeah, I was gonna pick that one, but you already picked it, so. <laughs> so who who is your uh, character of the film, Matt? I'm gonna go with Jane Foster, Bob. 
I could I didn't like her. I didn't care for her much in the first two Thor movies. Uh, she was gone in the third film, but I feel like this one she's kind of uh, come back into a character that I'm actually interested in. You know, unfortunately she does pass at the end, but it was a good send off for her. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Valkyrie, but there's just not enough stuff for no, her in the film. No. So I'll, I'll go ahead and agree with you and give it to give it to Lady Thor. How about your uh, least favorite character, Matt? Bob, least favorite character in this. This may be controversial, but it's Korg. Ooh, ooh. So did you like Korg in the third one and only turn against him here? Or have you always? Yes, been he a, should have been. He should have been left in the third one and stayed there. <laughs> he was great in the third one. This is well, he's the narrator here. He won't shut up. His voice is kind of annoying after a while. I mean, it's it's good in little spots, but like the whole film, mm-mm. too Didn't much too much Korg for your taste. I, I still Korg. like Korg. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say Hercules, even though he's hardly in the film. I I just hate Marvel Hercules. So that much. whole half a and, second reveal. Well, apparently he's like a Ted Lasso guy too, and I hate Ted Lasso. I've never <laughs> seen it, but I know I hate it. I I was trying to read in a cafe last Sunday, and I had to listen to a guy talk to these two women about how great Ted Lasso is and how it's <laughs> the foundation of the tattoos that he and his fiance have. And I just wanted to die. I was so. Is, oh, is that on Apple TV? Do you know? It is. Yeah. That's like the one streaming service I refuse to pay for. I, I actually, it's the one streaming service I have paid for in the last year. <laughs> Because uh, my boy and I wanted to watch Foundation, and like you know, unlike the, I can find a friend who has, well, that's not true. I paid for AMC Plus too to watch Better Call Saul, but I, I can find friends who will give me the login, their logins to other streaming services, even Peacock. I've got a friend who has Peacock, but I can't. I don't have friends who subscribe to AMC Plus or Apple TV, so that one was on old Bob. Yeah, yeah, you got you to pay for those uh, really random ass subscriptions. There's just not enough content. Like I don't know why you anybody would want to do it. Just to oh watch yeah, there's literally there's literally nothing um, to watch on Apple TV that's not Foundation. Like not only like is there no original stuff. There's like they don't have a they don't have anything in like the archive. Like there's nothing to watch. Um, there is that show about Emily Dickinson which. I, it's not for me, but it's not terrible. Like I, I, but I don't know. Other than that, there's like nothing to watch. Like even on AMC plus, I found other things to watch besides better call Saul to make it feel worth it to me. That was not possible on Apple TV. All right, Matt, um, any regrets about this movie? Well, like I said before, the lack of any like screen on screen, God killing could have have done with more of that. And I gotta ask you this, Bob. Did, did we watch a rom com? Is, is this yeah, a, I guess is, we sort of did. I guess we sort of did, and I'm I'm fine with that since it doesn't seem like they make a lot of rom coms anymore. Like if you gotta smuggle it into a Marvel movie to get it made, sure. No, this this is totally a rom com. Just in case anybody. I mean, it's wondered. just like they don't really make like really good mid budget crime movies anymore either, right? I think rom coms and crime movies have both kind of, you know, been kind of obsoleted by the changing in the business model and in movies. So, Bob, let's talk about movie rankings here with the Thor movies. Yeah, yeah. Thor 3 is my favorite. Oh, then I want to go with this obviously. film, Thor 4. Even though even though you're so down on it. I mean, I'm so down on it, but honestly, like, Thor 1, I don't really remember what happened in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do know there's, like, a character 
who they thought was a uh, Iron Man bad guy, but it wasn't an Iron Man bad guy, and his the like destroyer. face opened up. The destroyer. Yeah, the destroyer. Yeah, that thing. Oh. I remember that guy, and I remember some of oh, the scenes. He, with... No, he's a classic Thor villain. He's like a he's like a robot made by Odin. Yeah, I know he's cool. Yeah, I like that guy. I'm saying yeah, yeah. that's that's like all I remember about the first Thor film. So that's okay. why I'm putting it there. Thor two, I don't remember shit about. I know I watched it. It was that bad, and it was dark and bleak and boring. So, so I think I might be wrong, but I think my my boy Noah stopped watching the MCU after Thor two. Yeah. Not because he thought it was bad, but because he thought it was about the same as every other MCU movie. And he was mystified by everybody hating it. Cause he's like, and cause like he and I have this theory that like the good and the bad superhero movies actually aren't that different. Yeah. Like they're all pretty much the same. It's all pretty much a blob. And so, I mean, we're really going to test this theory next week with Morbius, I hope. Yeah. But like our theory is, is that people just randomly choose ones to hate, usually ones that are not closely identified with MCU continuity. And so that he kind of felt like if I'm remembering his position, right? I think I am. He kind of felt like Thor two was that. And I did too. Cause I don't think Thor two is good. I mean, to be clear, I don't really think any of these are amazing, but like to me, I would say three, four, two, one. Cause one was just real bad in my memory. And Two had the virtue of spending a lot less time on Earth and a lot less time with, like, Jane Foster's annoying friends. Like, Jane was a fine character, but, like, the older Doctor and her, like, two friends, they sucked. You don't like Darcy, Bob? Come on. I don't like Darcy, man. I'm not a Darcy fan. <laughs> uh, so, that, I, I think Thor 2 is an improvement, if for nothing else, just for, like, getting Thor off Earth. Because Thor should not be on Earth. Fair enough, Bob. I may have to go back and rewatch it just to see if my. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's worth your time. <laughs> and, then I'm gonna, like, and then when I commit suicide after it, Bob, you're gonna have to use this podcast look, as evidence. I'm saying you're. I'm saying you're <laughs> wrong, but I'm not like you're wrong about so many things, and you need yeah. to reevaluate so many things artistically. Yeah. And <laughs> Thor two and Thor one are so bad. Like you can keep being wrong about Thor one and Thor two, Matt. I give you permission. I don't want to make you rewatch Thor two. Yeah. I don't want you to hurt yourself, at least over Thor 2. Like, if you hurt yourself, find a better reason to do it, is what I'm saying. So, Bob and I are in disagreement with... we. Th I think Thor 2 is the worst of the Thor films. Bob thinks uh -huh. Thor 1 is the worst of the Thor films. So, yes. hit us up on Twitter, folks, at Uncanny Treks, and let us know, what do you think is the better Thor film? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to spring a new question on you, Matt. Not having seen it, if they make a Thor 5, where do you think Thor 5 is going to fall in your ranking? Oh, God. I don't want. I don't want to watch a damn Thor five, honestly. But if Thor five happens, but you will because you love our listeners, Matt. Yeah, it would probably fall in the middle somewhere until I actually see the film, and then I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a pretty safe assumption that it would probably be worse than four, but better than one or two. Yeah, unless they bring in some crazy shit that you know, out of nowhere. So, Matt, I have a disease, and that disease can only be cured by ranking things from narrative. So. Shall we rank the MCU villains? Sure, Bob, but here's the problem. I went through your damn list, and I was missing, like, so many villains that I feel like, I don't even know if your your list is just, like, the movies you've seen. It's the movies I've seen, and I also didn't include uh, the miniseries, because I feel like the miniseries are a separate thing in some okay. ways. Like, it's, I, don't, I don't feel like it's fair to compare the development of a character in a miniseries versus a movie. Well, there were a couple you did leave out, but I added them in. 
I'll take out the ones from miniseries. So Agatha Harkness can go away. I added Mysterio yeah. from the Spider-Man two or yeah. Spider-Man five, depending on now, how Spider-Man Spider- three, Bob, do you, do you count all those villains that came from uh, the other universes? No, cause I didn't see it. <laughs> cause you didn't see it. That's what I thought. <laughs> that was the original premise. Well, I knew it. Want, so all that bullshit, so and you, it still want, comes back to you. All these are only the ones you've seen. That's what I figured. How, okay. Well, like, do you want? How would I rank stuff I haven't seen? I don't know. I do it all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. You just want me to lie? To no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you my. Let me give you my list, Bob. Okay. Well, and I then, think we can start off by saying that we agree on the top three, right? We, we do, just yes. order them differently. So right. We, we agree on the top three. Yeah. And then after that, yeah. it gets kind of cloudy, but it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because these some of the, most of these are shit anyway. The villains yeah. in Marvel so, movies are usually shit. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, the list starts being real. Like, everything under Corey Stoll is Yellow Jacket. I think it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Bob, it goes Loki as the top villain, mm-hmm. S tier. Thanos, S tier. Scarlet Witch, S tier. All right, here's where it starts to go probably just uh, A, A level here. Ultron, Vulture, Hela. Hela. Hela, whatever. Killmonger, <laughs> that's my A tier. Okay. My B tier, we hit uh, Mandarin, and this is this is Mandarin from uh, the, the the funny one, Guy Pierce, not I Pier- uh, Iron Man three, I Iron Pierce. Yeah, 3. that, that Iron Mandarin, Man 3. he was hilarious. Yeah. That was a fantastic. What was, that, what was Taskmaster in? I don't even remember Taskmaster. He was in. Uh, wasn't he in uh, Black Widow? Oh, I didn't see it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Taskmaster's B level, Mysterious B level. Mordo, Ego, B-Level, Yonrog, B-Level, Yellow Jacket, B-Level, C-Level goes to Ghost, Red Skull, D-Level, Whiplash, Ironmonger, Zemo, and then F-Level, Alexander Pierce, Ronan. <laughs> Why are you so down on uh, Alexander Pierce? That Because it's so immemorable. I don't remember anything about that dude other than it was played by Robert Redford. That's the only thing I remember. And I wanted him to be—I wanted him to be Red Skull so bad, and he wasn't. I think that's what it boils down to. Okay, fair. And I think in the comics, Alexander Pierce is possessed by Red Skull, but I don't—I don't remember. Um, so I know you've seen Thor two with Malekith, so I assume oh, you I'll just forgot him. him. Yeah, but you would want he, him in the F level too, I would assume. He's in the F level, right in front of Ronan. Okay, so since I liked your doing, uh, by the way, does S stand for Sigma? Superb. So. <laughs> okay, I would I would say I agree with you about the top three, although I'd rank them differently. But Scarlet Witch, Thanos, and Loki in the top three. Um, I might add Hela and Killmonger up into the S level because okay. I really like both of those. I would say that Vulture and Mordo and Ego and Ultron can all sit at an A. I would have no Bs. I would start the Cs with Yonrog. Yellow Jacket. For D's, I would go Whiplash, Ghost, who I, I must confess, I did not remember there was a villain in Ant-Man and Wasp. <laughs> I had to look up. It was a ghost, Pop. <laughs> yeah, it was a ghost. And apparently she's going to be in Thunderbolts now. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. 
So D-level, I would say, is Whiplash, Ghost, Red Skull, Mandarin, Alexander Pierce. F-level is Zemo, Ironmonger, Malekith, and Ronan. He really hates an Ironmonger. Oh, yeah, that, that was one of the reasons I hated um, Iron Man 1. It's because I love Jeff Bridges, but it's just such a lazy performance. I mean, he's just like evil dude from the Big Lebowski. And I know you got Ultron at A level, but I, I and I do too. But like, uh, no, I thought I said Ultron B level. Oh, B level. Okay, you said. Well, any, anyway, what, what's your head on Ultron, Bob? Why is Ultron so far down your list? Because he was number like four on my list. Oh no, I did, you're right. I did say A level. Maybe, yeah. maybe I would make him the one B level. Um, I don't hate him. I mean, honestly, in, like he just doesn't move me that much. But no. like, he's fine. In some ways, he's actually better because. They just got James Spader to do the voice for Ultron, right? They didn't right. try to have like an actor do it. And the reason like so in the in the bottom row, I have like Malekith and Ronan. And I really like those characters in the comics. Those are good characters in the comics. But they're on screen, they're just the most boring, bland, CGI augmented like garbage. Yeah. And if they'd done the role of just like making them total CGI and only having like Eccleston and Lee Pace, who are both great actors, by the way, if they had had them like, you know, just do over the top voices for them the way they had Spader do over the top voices for Ultron, maybe that could have been something. Yeah, I could see that. That probably would have been better. But uh, I just realized, though, for some reason, I thought Ronan was the character in the second four movie. <laughs> But it's the first. <laughs> so my Ronan probably wouldn't be at the bottom of the list, but it'd probably be in the, the D level. Oh, no, no, you're, you're, no, no, you're totally wrong. Loki would be the villain for Thor 1, because uh, I don't think there's even an actor playing the Destroyer. Oh, who was the, Ronin, oh, the Destroyer's not Ronan. That's right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah my Ronin bad. Ronan is the, the villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Movie. That's right, my bad. Okay. Yeah, you see, yeah I'll, I'll be cutting this anyway, but it's yeah. just hilarious. Like how like there's so many of them I can't fucking remember. I don't remember. They're all the same. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and again, <laughs> they're so again, no, and no disrespect to like Eccleston and Lee Pace, who are great yeah. actors and who've done amazing work and a lot of other better stuff. But yeah, there's just nothing to nothing to these characters. Okay, so to close out, Matt, we have coming up uh, a lot of sequels. Um, we've got Black Panther two. Ant-Man and Wasp 2, or if you are like mad and want to be sexist, Ant-Man 3. Um, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and Captain Marvel 2. And I, embarrassingly, I have to admit I'm probably going to watch all four of those, and I kind of hate myself for that. I don't know why you're going to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. I, I, Despite the fact that I couldn't remember a villain from Ant-Man and the Wasp 1, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I like both of the Ant-Man movies just fine. I don't think I'll watch Captain Marvel 1, so I probably need to go back and watch that. Uh, uh, you'd, 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 probably, you'd probably be fine not watching Captain... I mean, Captain well, I've Marvel been fine up to this bad. point. I've already seen like plenty of stuff, so I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't plan on Wait, going Wait, Matt, to... you mean, you, mean you, you ranked Yon-Rog without having seen Captain Marvel 1? <laughs> oh, was Yon-Rog the bad guy in that, episode, in that movie? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Jude Law. It's Jude I know, Law. I know who it was. I know, Justin. But let me say this, too. I do look forward to most of Black Panther 2, I think, out of all four of those films. I actually am not looking forward to Black Panther 2 because I'm very worried about what they're going to do without Chew at E4. 
See, I'm at the opposite. I'm more excited about that. I want to see what they do. <laughs> okay. Okay. So maybe it'll be awesome. That's what I'm saying. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, I get the feel. I get the feeling you will not have need to. You will not need to have seen Captain Marvel one to enjoy Captain Marvel two. Probably. Yeah. Because isn't it set in the '90s anyway? Like it's like a almost like a prequel to a lot of stuff. Well, I. Th- my, they're calling it the Marvels. And so I assume it's, and especially with like the end of Miss Marvel, I assume they're going to have like Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. And I, I'm embarrassingly, I forget the name of the lady who plays Monica Rambeau, but they're probably going to have Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau, and then Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. It's probably going to, I think it's going to be all three of them. Okay. So we also have some other stuff coming up too, Bob. We got what, Blade? Captain America 4, a.k.a. Falcon Captain America 1. Yeah, Thunderbolts. Fantastic Which I, Thunder, Four. Thunderbolts. I felt like what? What is that? It Thunderbolts has been a lot of things, but most often, and this looks like the direction they're going with it for the movie. It's Marvel Suicide Squad. Okay, there. Okay, that's what I thought. I read like something about it not too long ago, and I just, just trying to wrap my mind. I'm like, this sounds like Suicide Squad, but I didn't want to give it that credit yet. Like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Say, Okay. And it's been, Thunderbolts has been a, it, they've been Thunderbolts comics since the 90s, and they've been a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. But yeah, primarily they're Marvel Suicide Squad. And then we've got Fantastic Four, which I'm, I'm looking forward to. I think that might be good if Disney yeah. handles it correctly. I, I don't know if I'm looking for, I, I'll have to see a lot about what they're actually going to do with it, but I, I it could be good. I, I'm skeptical. And then you got Avengers 5 and 6. Which I, I think are both going to be Kang, is that right? Kang the Conqueror, yeah. If, if, okay, if they're so, based on the miniseries, yeah. The stuff so built up. I, I don't think I want to see any of this. Uh, like, Blade, Captain America 4, Thunderbolts, Fantastic Four, and Avengers 5 and 6. I don't think I want to see any of that. Uh, I'm, I'm not, yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four is the only one I probably want to see. I don't think Blade yeah. is going to be any better than the original, like... <laughs> yeah, and I kind of feel like get Wesley Snipes back. I know the man needs the money. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm blanking on the name, but the guy they cast as the new Blade, he's good. Like I like him, but I just I I don't know, man. Wesley Snipes is so much Blade. I I feel I kind of feel bad that they're not still going with him. Yeah, another thing too, Bob, that's coming out that's not a it's not a movie, but it's a miniseries is actually spoiled this week in She-Hulk. So if you haven't seen She-Hulk oh, this that? week. They're bringing back Daredevil Disney Plus, and they hinted at oh, they, what he's going to look they already like. They announced though. that. Yeah, but they hinted at what he's going to look like in She-Hulk. They they said they're going to do a, a like a twenty episode version of like Born Again. Right. Yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is you get to see the mask in in She-Hulk oh. this week. They made a big deal is out it of really, it. Really? Is it really that different? Yes, Bob. It's really that different. Okay. So different. No, I'm kidding. It's not. But. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying they hinted to it in She-Hulk that it's coming. Okay, I I still might make the move of like this is what I did for rewatching Thor three and it's what I did for watching Miss Marvel and uh, for watching Moon Knight. Uh, I'm just gonna do the move of watching She-Hulk but with the sound off and the subtitles <laughs> on while I talk to my family on the phone. I think that's that's gonna be my She-Hulk move. Yeah, you can probably do that and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So you you are somewhat enjoying She-Hulk. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, it's all right. It's it's not up there with WandaVision, but it's it's up there. 
So I, I really hate WandaVision. So I, <laughs> I suspect I'll I'll like uh, I'll like She Hulk better than WandaVision. I, I suspect. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. You just give the first episode a shot and see what you think. Okay. I mean, I I thought Miss Marvel was fine, but a little boring. But I I deeply hate WandaVision and uh, Moon Knight. I think those are two of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> Moon Knight was bad. I I enjoyed WandaVision. All right, Bob. So let's cool. wrap it up. All right, this took this took way too long. Apologies to the listeners. This has been our Uncanny Treks coverage of Thor 4. I am Bob in Cascadia. That's Matt in the Southland. Join us for our, our series of Uncanny Treks bonus episodes on other pop culture. Check us out on Patreon for X-Men 92 versus Young Justice. And uh, we'll get back on that Babylon 5 versus uh, Star Trek DS9 beat at some point. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Now, who would have thought, Bob, that listing all the uh, villains in the Marvel thing would take this long. Oh, no, it was way, the, we went over <laughs> well before that, well before that. Thanks for listening.